0: gentlemen welcome back to the prince podcast here on podcast juice but i hope i have the music playing in the background this is this is like that those marvel movies that you see and you you got the uh you know iron man over here and guardians of the galaxy over here well this goddamn it is the unification <laughs> you know the meeting of the worlds this is uh star trek and Star Wars melting together. Maybe that might not be a good analogy. Nah. But, <laughs> but with that said, today we are joined by, and you see the name in the title, right? But I gotta say, we are joined by Peach and Black gentlemen. How are Ooh. you?
1: Hey, good. Very good. Very good.
0: Well, so let me let me go down the names. Uh, we have this gentleman here. I see his name all over goddamn social media and twitter i'm like man this this dude is on it man uh so i gotta welcome the captain first of all welcome sir
2: hello hello everybody
0: all right I'm here <laughs> he's here also <laughs> we have mr and i gotta ask him where he gets this name from uh but his name is the player otherwise known as uh aka dna player it's so a player how are you
3: I'm good, thank you. I feel like this is like the latest fashion, like Prince and the time just getting together and Wow
0: Kicking it out. Hopefully it's not that song, but uh mm. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a whack podcast.
4: Go Morris! Go Morris <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> But anyway. Also we are joined by uh Rob aka M C. Is that right?
1: That's, That's it. it. Yep, that's the one. I changed my name halfway through the show, so thanks for picking that up. All right. <laughs> and I refuse to accept that name change. It's MC Forever. Hashtag MC Thank Forever.
5: You
0: so <laughs> there
1: thanks you so go. much. Glad to be here, Mike. Can't wait to get into
0: it. Man, I, I, I'm glad you guys are here. And also I have to introduce uh, my guys on my side here. Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you?
4: I'm doing great. took a bunch of my law students out last night, and it's great reaching around the planet to new south wales and shout out to richard roxborough of rake i love that show
0: Ooh. Ooh, all right <laughs> all right all right and last but certainly not least mr south central himself mr Ampoo. sir how are you what's right? yeah i'll claim it but <laughs> I'm, a little, <laughs> I'm a little in my feelings because i like the latest fashion so i feel uh-huh. like you're attacking me and I didn't. Do that. like that song. I like oh, that song hey, too. It's okay. I mean, somebody's gotta like Jughead, so.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, it's,
0: there you go. Like, I don't want to be on the sour note, but I am so glad that our dearly departed Sean Hill did not leave to live to see the day where I agreed that Jughead is not so bad. I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. And shout out to Sean Hill. Matter of fact, I was thinking about him this morning. Ah. but anyway, uh, man, this is a celebration show. Um,
2: oh, one thing, one yes, thing sir. we should mention, mm. ToeJam is not oh. here. Yeah, because he was out of town doing some rehearsals for his band and he just couldn't get to a computer anywhere. So he's not
0: with us today. All right, well, shout out to Toe Jam, And Toe Jam, if you're listening to Sir, man, that name is something else, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to like, how do you make that sound cool? Like, Toe Jam? <laughs> oh he doesn't maybe i was just thinking he's just so funky that you know toe jam yeah Yeah, there you go
1: all right but only just quickly just just quickly on toe jam since he's not going to be here on the show at all um he's the only guy on the podcast who can play his horn and keyboard and piano at the same time so i'm just put put that out there okay all right yeah
0: shout out to toe jam man let's not get into his personal life right we're not gonna we're not gonna quincy jones him now not not today (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right uh wow this is gonna be this is gonna be something else so listen as i said this is a celebration and one of the big things i wanted to, to to put out there too man is um you know of course it's a prince podcast there's peach and black and there's other people doing podcasts and stuff, and I'm not gonna say their names right now, but shout out to all of them. But a lot of times people always, man, you know, what do you think about that, uh, Mike? Or, you know, people will say something. And I always say, man, everybody brings something to the table. You know, everyone is like doing something that is needed for this. So please don't misconstrued anything. Like this is, uh, I wanted to have these guys on and I am proud to have them on and I love what they do. Um so I just want to make sure that that's out there man and I appreciate them doing their stuff cuz you know to be honest when I hear other podcasts or see other people doing stuff it motivates me to be like man okay I just step my game up you know let me make sure we're we're delivering something for the listeners and the other prince fans so I say I salute you guys man we like what you do Woo.
1: All right uh, great
0: thank you Uh yeah no problem man I mean that and uh let's get into I want to you know Talk about how you guys started and everything. But I think it's so dope, man, because I'm here in Seattle, Washington, in America. Big Sexy's in Sacramento, California. Aunt Pooh is in some hood in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, he's in Los Angeles, uh, California. And then you three gentlemen are in Australia. Like, that's just tight. Well, I mean, that's crazy. The
2: funny thing is, you're, you, all of you guys are west Coast, and all three of us are east Coast
0: right now well there you go <laughs> east coast west coast united <laughs> just skipped another coast on the east east coast but yeah <laughs> but i mean it just it's really cool i mean on one hand look at uh prince's music, right I mean here it is uh you got all these dudes. Uh, in a room together around the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, let's start off. I got to start with this. I don't want. This is where I want to start. because cause, cause I, when I, when this happened, I was so envious, and I was like, man, these motherfuckers. But <laughs> <laughs> and you know where I'm gonna go with this. But you guys Yo, had yeah. the, the the very distinct uh <clears throat> honor uh for Prince to actually reach out to you, and fly you out and sit down and chop chop it up with you guys man um I mean, you have a very classic podcasts about that but i'm gonna start with captain man and i, I just want to know from as a fan prince reaches out to you or whoever i want to know how that whole story man like what was the first situation where you said hey man they want us to come out so to, to walk us through that a little bit
2: well just i mean, it, I mean before I, that player Remembered just the other day, there was a precursor even to that. So, player, okay. you tell that, and then I'll tell that.
3: Uh, do you want to know how they reached out to
0: us, or the actual trip part? What? Well, no, how they reached out. Where were you? Were you at at work flipping burgers, and your beeper went off? <laughs> I was throwing shots. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, for the New York one, I was actually on holidays and Jam called me and he said, did you get the message? And I said, what message? And they said, um, Prince wants you in New York next week. I said, what? And um, I just thought he was like pulling my leg or something. And then he said, no, like this is real. And <clears throat> I know MC was in like some South Pacific Island. Is that right? You're on holiday yeah, somewhere? Yeah. yeah. And we couldn't get a hold of MC at all. Like, there was no phone reception. So, we're trying to call him. And um, I couldn't attend because I didn't have a passport on me, like a valid passport. And I couldn't get it done in time to go there. So, by the time MC came back to Australia and he got the news, he basically got off one plane and got on another and was straight away from New York. So, wow. Uh,
2: I actually cannot remember where. I was. I have a horrible memory, which is why recording podcasts about these things is great because
3: (laughs) I remember we talked to you that Prince says he needs us in New York next week, and you said, "Okay, I'm done. See you later." (laughs) 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 I was straight on the plane.
2: I remember. I I remember. I said to my work, um, "Oh, it's family emergency," and yeah, I've got to have like a week off. I've got to go overseas. There's been an accident. And they didn't and that, even that ask kinda, any questions. That kind of true.
1: He's family. Like, okay. I,
0: I hope you don't work there now. Like you just snitched on yourself. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Long gone.
2: Long gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you come back to work. He's like, just outside. What the hell? <laughs> All right. So, man. Uh, it was man. crazy.
2: I mean, we, yeah. we got an email and it and I still remember like the the subject. It was like fancy a trip to New York or something like That's that. That's so not funny. Oh, it's
1: crazy.
0: Wow. Crazy stuff. And so I, just on go ahead I'm just sorry. on
1: that note quickly that wasn't the first time they had touched base with us either it wasn't like we we've been doing the podcast for like 2 years by then and then they just send an email out of the blue they had been in touch previously for other stuff okay um, but but this was the first time that they offered something like this to us to you know it's pretty crazy Prince wants to catch up with you in New York. And like, that's it. There's like no other information. In there, you know? Wow.
0: So you, so you get the, the tickets and everything and you, and you fly out. Uh, talk to me about when you, you touched down in America. Was there somewhere there to greet you? How that
1: you know, walk us through, man. <laughs> oh, Ooh. captain. This is, this is going to be interesting. So we didn't fly out together. Um, We were on different flights because we just, we couldn't, make the schedule or something says, that's right isn't it kept i can't even remember yeah
2: I, I i my work just said do what you gotta do so i just left straight away but you had to mm. wait like an extra day or something
1: yeah because i couldn't get out of work as quick but then so we went on separate planes but anyway um we get there and so captain's already there i, I get there a day later we check into our hotel and uh cut a long story short we just sit there Because, so imagine, so you've just landed in New York and like you're excited, but you're also really confused and it's like the twilight zone. You're like, what am I doing here? Why am I in this super fancy hotel in a part of Manhattan I've never been to before? Um, And you're like, okay, what do we do now? And so without sounding boring, I hope I'm not boring you yet, but we just kind of sat there right for like a day <laughs> waiting to find out <laughs> what to do and where to go. So we're basically waiting for the call.
2: Cause yeah, they were like, just wait in the hotel room. We'll call you. Cause we didn't have like a service for our cell phone. So we just had to sit in the hotel uh, next to the phone waiting.
1: Okay. And it, was that's a what <laughs> it was a disaster. So this is, this is late 2010. So not that long ago, like you could get, sim prepaid sim cards and international roaming and all that but for some reason there was it was just such a crazy manic last minute thing and i know it sounds crazy we just didn't get that done so sitting at the hotel room gotcha, waiting gotcha. for this phone call on the line like on the on in the room on the room phone <laughs> landline <laughs> wow. landline and and then that doesn't really come and so i'm thinking well maybe call the room and i can't remember exactly but we started emailing and skyping backwards and forwards with um his then manager and she was great. Like she was just kind of saying, all right, sit tight. Everything's going to go well. Don't worry. We're just like, you know, figuring out all the details. And then eventually someone rang us in the room and, um, was it, uh, I won't say his name, but it was someone who was, let's say, um, uh, security. <laughs> okay. And, uh, he was like, okay, we're going to be here, you know, tonight at, um, uh, is it, uh, BB King's Blues and Grill, B. B. like King. The, the, yeah, yeah, and uh, he's like, "All right, uh, if you can get there at, like this time, you know, go there and we'll meet you there, kind of thing." Mm. Um, so, so that was the next part of the story, and then, then we got another phone call, I think, and it was like, "Oh, we're doing a press conference at the Apollo Theater in Harlem, so if you could just get to Harlem at eight, that'd be good as well." And we're like, "Okay, where the hell's Harlem?" So we're just <laughs> kind of running around, <laughs> and it's like. Hey, we're going to go to Harlem. I've never been to Harlem before. That will be interesting. So then these two white, skinny white dudes from Australia are just walking through Harlem going, like, where's the Apollo Theater? <laughs> yeah, make sure you walk ha- at Harlem. night
0: too. Walk there.
1: Yeah. Walking around Harlem looking for bootlegs because oh, that boy. was
2: the
0: instruction, uh, the
2: if yeah. you recall.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff. So one of the things was <laughs> as we're on our way to Harlem, we get another email. And I think this one might have been in all caps, which... For anyone who knows anything about Prince there's a chance that he might have been behind that that's what we like to believe and it was this really weird instruction it was like when you get to Harlem and the Apollo Theater uh, there's a lot of great record stores can you please go into as many as you can and find out if they've got a copy of Kama Sutra <laughs> wow. and or, or, like, any or any other bootlegs or any other bootlegs and let us know and we're like you got to be kidding me. <laughs> what is this like, what is this about? you are like, yeah, we really need a copy of Kama Sutra before the press conference. And we're just like, Captain and I are looking at each other going, this, is, this has to be like a practical joke, right? There's no way Prince doesn't have a copy of Kama Sutra. And that we're going through like all these record stores in the back streets of Harlem <laughs> looking for <laughs> bootlegs. Like, this is not happening. <laughs> so, th- so then we get on the phone to ToeJam, who was still in Sydney. And we're like, In, okay, in the middle of the night. In the middle, yeah, we wake him up at like one a.m. and we're like, "Oh, we, 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 know this is gonna sound weird, but we're in Harlem at the moment and we've been to like five record stop record stores and there's no Kama Sutra here. Can you send us Kama Sutra?" And he's like, "He's just waking up. Go, what are you guys?" What the about? <laughs> And we're like, "Get up, turn on the hard drive, and get us the best Sutra. copy of Kama. Get us a copy of Kama Sutra and just email it to us. And we're gonna forward it on back to Prince and his manager. And he's like, "What are you guys?" So this is just to give you a flavor for how crazy the trip uh, was. wow.
0: I mean, did he want that for a particular reason or was he trying to find out who was selling bootlegs? Or do you even it's know
1: 50-50. Okay. Uh, no, honestly, I, I think it was just like the most insane, like black comedy moment ever. Like this is just his sense of humor. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna yeah. mess with these guys. You know like, what that was?
0: Yep. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever seen uh gosh making the band with uh, with puff daddy like the first season i believe he sent those kids to go find to get them some cake or something like that halfway across the new york yep. <laughs> <laughs> That might be this was, he was kind of messing with you but that's interesting um yeah well let's, let's speed it up a little bit i wanted to know like okay so you, you you get to i guess if it's the apollo where it was where you first walked in the room and he was there or you were in the room and he came in. Talk, talk to me about that.
1: Apollo, Apollo theater backstage. Okay. Yeah, so we kind of, Wait, did that up. come first or was Lex bar first? No, no, Lex bar was the last. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's Lex then BB King, uh, sorry, uh, Apollo theater, then a uh, BB King's whatever yeah. bar. And then the next night was uh Lex bar and then Lex. Um, the groove. So and basically we, yeah, that's right. So basically, we get to the Apollo Theater, and there's like a it's a queue. People are trying to get in, and we're like, we're running out of time. We're, we're running late, probably due to me. And um, we're at the door. We're like, oh, we're peach and black. Uh, we're here to, for, for the press conference. And <laughs> the security guy, I remember the look on his face. He's like, peach, pe- peach, and who? And he's like <laughs> looking at his that- he's looking at his at his list, and we're not on there. And then eventually, cut a long story short, we get in. And we're backstage and we see like Jeffrey Canada walking around and all these other people and like Prince is nowhere to be seen. And then all of a sudden, this is like the green room, right? Backstage. And we're just sitting there on plastic chairs at a plastic table on our own. And Prince just walks down the staircase, (laughs) like decked out, fully pimped out black suit, heels, every like, you know, he's Prince. And that was like the first time we saw him. And, um, Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, sorry for the anticipation, but nothing happened. <laughs> like he just walks so straight walked, past, straight into his little tent first. Yeah, doesn't look at us. He's got like a fruit platter there. And I think he's listening to Esperanza Spalding. In like someone had him a, a little stereo set up for him, and there's fruit and music and all this sort of stuff. He sits down, has a talk with Jeffrey Canada about you know the charity and stuff, and uh, and the press conference. And he gets up looks around and just walks out. And we're like, did we just miss our opportunity to meet him? So anyway, cut a long story short, he does a press conference, press conference finishes, and we're like, okay, that was great. Was that it? So we came all the way to Harlem, just to basically sit in the audience and kind of be backstage, but not meet him. And then we're like, okay, shit, it's almost 10pm. We've got to get to the BB King Blues Club. So we catch a uh, subway there, I think, or a cab, I can't remember. And um, we go there and Tower of Power playing. And so he wanted us to see the gig with him, basically. He's like, let's check out Tower of Power together. That was the deal. And so we get there and Kim is there, like Kim Berry's there and a couple of people from Live Nation and um, Security who will remain unnamed. And, um, and then we're just sitting there and the show's about to start. And then someone comes over to us and they're like, uh, sorry, but is isn't going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, what? Like, but you can finish off your burgers and your shake and enjoy the gig. Tara, para. Great. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for coming out. And that's basically night one. So by the way, we were in New York for two nights and then we're going back to Sydney just to be really clear. So we have a 48 hour stay from Sydney to New York. And then we have to fly home again for 24 hours
0: so uh uh take me to the point where you where you do you don't have and again i want the listeners to go to your podcast and listen to that real in-depth thing but i just want to hear about in terms of the setup to that to that actual meeting where you you know i want to know what it felt like when you actually said hey captain or whoever i don't know if he addressed you that way but you know what was that like
1: that was pretty crazy so this is the second night where this is the last chance, right? If we don't meet him tonight, it's not happening. And so finally and be- at the
3: 11- Hang on. Before that, didn't you bump into Cora Coleman in your hotel? Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: She was in yeah, the yeah. elevator at the hotel. The she elevator. was staying in the same hotel that we, that, you know, he put us and her in the same hotel and yeah, we were really in the weird. elevator and we're like, we, it wasn't until she got out of the lift where like, I recognize that face. Hang on. Who was that?
1: it's quite and cold then, like, and we it, didn't say we didn't say shit. Yeah. she just walked straight past and we're like oh she's probably in town for a gig oh man there's going to be a show and we started getting excited and then nothing happened but um <laughs> oh wait 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 wait, night- wait wait well uh, now player yeah <laughs> yes i, I yes, mean so. you, you're
0: the player of the group <laughs> 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 apparently never mind go ahead man go tell you a story
1: <laughs> just messing with you so, ba- so basically it's our last night in New York and we get the call and this time it's like, sorry about last night, really apologizing. Let's go. Uh, so we go to this club, we're waiting there. And then after waiting there for a while, he comes through and it was like, you know, you hear that story, like Jesus walking on water, where like you see the person, but like they're gliding towards you, but you don't see their feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what it was like. He just kind of like glided into the room and comes up to us. And he's like, this is the first, and this is the the moment that I'll never forget. He says, I recognize your voices. And he puts out his hand. And I'm like, pinch me now, right? Like, what the (laughs) hell? I recognize, he doesn't even say hi. He's like, I recognize your voices. And I'm thinking from the podcast, this is like an insane moment. Then we (laughs) shake hands and all this sort of stuff. And then we sit down and have a, I don't know, like one and a half, two hour conversation at this club. And then at some point, uh, you know, after that, we've been there for a while and, and it's been fantastic. And he's like, do you guys want to grab a bite to eat? You want to catch some live music? We're like, yeah, sure. All right, let's go. <laughs> and then we go to another place and we're there for like an hour. And we check out a band. And then after that, he just kind of splits and it's an insane night. And if you want to hear the rest of the detail, go to the podcast. <laughs> 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 I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah, you, I, I would implore you to definitely go listen to that it's an amazing experience man that's an amazing experience what you just laid out i would be i would have been bugging but yeah man i'm happy for you on that uh and and as we're going a big sexy if you want to jump in and ask the question certainly please do that um so okay we got that i just wanted to get that out early because i just think that's an exciting accomplishment that we got to talk about but i want to go back man and really get into like i mean what what got you guys to start the podcast? You know, I mean, what was it? When did you sort of say, you know what, let's get in this. Oh,
2: well, MC, should, oh. started it. MC started it. I don't remember the details except I've been here for like nine years. I don't remember how it started, but I'm sure MC remembers because he's the one who started it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So basically I was looking, and this is a, this is a perfect opportunity for me to tell you, um, what your podcast meant to not only myself, but the wider Prince community these days. But back then, you know, I think from memory, you were the only one that was around doing this sort of stuff. Um, If if I'm correct, I think you go way back and I believe Prince podcast was like the first one that ever did it. And so that was a, a big, I guess, influence on me because what it meant was you you know like it kind of opens the doors Mm -hmm. it's like oh shit someone else is doing this and it's really good and it's really unique and there's all these characters on the show and they're funny and the the conversations are they're not too um like it was just a bunch of guys having a laugh having some fun not taking it super seriously but also being critical so it was like oh this is really cool imagine if there was something like this in australia and so for me it was hearing you guys and also i should put a shout out i don't know if anyone really remembers this guy's podcast but there was a guy sorry mike i have to do this there was a guy slightly before you who didn't have a prince podcast but he had a podcast and a couple of the episodes were about prince and his name is michael Coppelman. some of oh, you yeah. might have oh, yeah. heard of him so he, he was actually the first podcast i had ever heard a podcast called low life and he had mm. two episodes about prince and then once i heard those i started scouring the internet for podcasts and i came across yours uh the prince podcast okay. um and uh it was called i think it was a different name at the time but it was like between his show and your show i was like man this would be so cool to do and for me it was more about initially more about just finding people who liked prince in mm. australia mm. Uh, that was the first motivation because this is early days in podcasting, like 2008, 2009. And so the short story is I knew these guys through various... Um, how how Actually, do we explain I,
3: this? I, okay, I'll explain it. So, <laughs> so there's a there's a website called housequake.com that at, <laughs> at that time were um, trading bootlegs openly on their website. Damn! But all of a sudden... Throw them out there. That that website got shut down. And so I think in Australia, we, like the Australian fans, got together and there was like an underground kind of forum where we sort of all hung out once um, Housequake shut down. And I remember MC in that forum was kind of reaching out to people in there saying, Look, I've got this idea. I want to do a podcast. Who wants to do it? And I said, Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And um, I think the other two, put up their hand so we didn't know each other before this podcast at all
1: like at all
3: yeah in the sense that we've never met each other we only vaguely know each other through online and it was just like do you want to do this and i put up my hand and it started from
0: there wow okay what was like some of the and i you know I, i know some of these answers but i'm just curious what were some of the technical sort of things you had to figure out getting into this
2: Well, we started with Skype and it was okay for a while, but then I think this, you know, it was probably the early days of Skype, but then more and more people started using Skype. Internet got more congested. Our calls with the four of us, just quality just got worse and worse. So we're always trying to figure out ways to avoid that. Like we tried recording at different times. Like we tried Sunday mornings, just like this one. We tried you know, nighttime because if it's nighttime here, then it's daytime in, Ameri- in America. We were just trying to figure out mm. the, the easiest way to avoid this just glitchy, horrible Skype calls. Eventually, we ended up totally changing to different software a couple of times, and it's mm. a lot better. But yeah, that was
3: for a while it was okay. Time. But you,
2: oh, yeah. Like there's been several shows we've recorded, <laughs> and then you've got after. Uh, the end of a three-hour recording, and you're like, "This file's useless."
1: <laughs> that was that was probably the low light. We we were reviewing a certain album like two or three times, and, uh, th- and yeah, that was really challenging, especially in the early days, because we were just using one piece of software, and if something went wrong, mm-hmm. and we thought we did, you know, our best show, and then someone wakes up the next morning and sends everyone an email going, "Hey guys, um, <clears throat> sorry to say this, but uh, <laughs> we can scrap last night. Nothing recorded." It's like.
3: What?
1: Yeah. So we had a lot of those moments. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming you guys might have gone through some similar issues as well. Uh, yeah, definitely
0: early on. You know, it's like, oops, fellas, I, I forgot to hit the record button. Or oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, how come that show never came you out, one Mike? One job. Well, what <laughs> happened was, uh, so but yeah, I definitely feel your pain doing some of the shows over again. Um, here's another question I wanted to ask you guys. And, you know, I'm, some of these questions I'm asking, because I know there's other people that want to get into podcasting or do something online. And, you know, I think it's important that you know what to expect sometimes. So there's always the good stuff where people say, hey, your show is great. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm curious, like, how do you guys deal or have dealt with uh, reactions? You get the, the person who doesn't like your show or, you know, I know I don't have this listen, shout out to the org say that out front shout out to ben <laughs> that's my guy but sometimes i know the org i don't know if it's still like this but i know sometimes they they will go in you know i mean those are that's the hmm. that's you know they should call that printsnob.com because they can they can you know.
2: be slightly negative i'll say
1: that <laughs> how are you
0: guys did you guys ever have to deal with any of that sort of negativity or do you even pay any attention uh, i think probably that the
1: the And you guys correct me if I'm wrong, captain and player, but our show is really weird in the sense that although we do show a united front, behind the scenes we are all four individuals. And so we probably have a different response to that. Like, I don't think we really care, but at the same time, it's like, it depends. It depends sometimes. And so, but we always think about it and go, well, why are we doing the show? Who is the show about? It's about Prince. It's about his music, right? why do we do the show? Cause we all like each other. We still <laughs> somehow manage to do the show together after four years. And it's like a few comments online. Are they really that important? Like if they're negative, like, mm-hmm. do we, do we want to get caught up in that? So, but I know like if, if mm-hmm. someone has written a bad comment about our show or, or something about our, you know, something we've said initially, I, like I would take it to heart, especially in the early days. And then, as the years went by, I kind of changed. I don't know, Captain Player, if you guys, what you guys are like.
2: I mean, it depends on the comment. If it's, you know, I say the morning after is great. Someone says it's awful. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's an opinion, you know. But if someone says, "Man, the quality of this of the Rainbow Children show sounds like garbage," then that's something we can actually look at mm. and try mm-hmm. and fix. But you know, arguing opinions is that's that's just pointless. But you know, actual critical. You know, that's something we can look at.
1: Yeah, we can fix the audio. We can't fix our opinions, basically. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like
0: that. All right. Um, well, I think oh, go ahead. Something
4: like go ahead. something like that when people have <clears throat> opinions that are negative. Just like you said, if it, if it can help all of us make our yeah. product better, great. But there's always going to be a segment who just likes to throw a rock and start shit and it's it's yeah. better to you know it's against my my uh character but it's just better to ignore that and and to quote mike just
1: keep it moving you
3: know yeah yep. yeah
1: the other thing the other thing is we always knew if it gets real serious we got big sexy in our back pocket anyways so <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to court let's do it yeah i <laughs> love it
2: i do remember like early on when we'd get some comments, even if it was actual critical things about the show, like the quality or something, or it was just against an opinion one of us had, I would, I was really defensive and I'd like try to argue the point. And then at some, you know, after a few years, I just got to some point where it's like, what are you doing? You can't argue an opinion. That's, it's just a, you know, arguing with someone on Twitter for days is just this, this it's fun, but there's no point to it. No one's ever gonna win. You're never going to convince the other side that you're right and they're wrong. It's just, it's a pointless thing to do. So yeah, at at whatever point, I'm just like, yeah, I don't need to do that anymore. And now I'm just like, oh, you think that? Great. Okay. (laughs) I don't.
4: (laughs) You know, on that same line, uh, I I just, uh, I watch Mike and I I see people say something like kind of off base to Mike and Mike's like, hey, thanks for listening. Keep it moving. He does not yeah. allow himself to get dragged into that. And it's funny because I'll be watching some of the threads as well, and I'll see somebody say something, a little question, I'm like, hey! But I'm thinking, you know, let me follow Mike's lead. So if Mike yeah. is going to jump down their throat, I got his back. But if mm-hmm. he's going to let it let it slide, I'm cool with that too. So I just, you know, and I see a lot of other people, you know, will start a thread just to instigate shit. I just oh, watch yeah. it degenerate like, yeah. you know, I can't get into that,
0: man. yeah, you know you you have to have a thick skin, and I think um you I always say you can't really win uh people trolling you yeah. like no matter what you say, they're gonna flip it somehow or it's just gonna come out crazy and it could go out of control, so it's not even worth trying to battle it, you know there's only yeah. one and then there's you know again, we've kind of started getting on YouTube and you know shout out to all our, our youtube listeners but youtube they go hard like the comments section of oh, yeah. <laughs> youtube is a whole other thing and i sometimes i you know i can be a in the past i could have been a very petty like i want to have i love i want i'm here for the bullshit like i can i want to get into it <laughs> but you know it's like you know what it's not gonna you know what, what am i gonna get out of that you know it's it's, well, it's dumb
1: it's, it's easy to be a keyboard ninja, right? When you just exactly. come up with some username and you change your IP address and you start posting all this stuff. And it's like, that's real easy to do. But, you know, in reality, it's like how many of these people would actually be saying this out loud, you know, if people are looking at them, if they were out in the open, you know, I, I often think that it's so easy these days in this age to just write any, any comment on any... Uh, social media platform anonymous get away with it you can just be this right. you can just be this you know full-on you know big, tough guy on the, on the internet or a tough girl and a tough person and uh, with no repercussion so i like big sexies and, and you know your approach mike and i think we'd, we'd do our best in the same sort of vein uh, not getting involved in things that are going to bring us down um and just do things for the love of which is what the, all the podcasts are about, right? Just right. keep doing it for the love of why we're here. Like, why are we here? We're here to continue in, in. The, I mean, in 2018, to continue Prince's legacy, but initially, uh, and our fandom of his work, initially it was just like, let's get on the show and talk about what we love. And exactly. that's the music. So exactly. it doesn't matter what happens outside.
0: Exactly. And, and I will say this, you know, I, I um, had a recent, well, not recent, but last year, I met somebody in real life that I had said something slick to online (laughs) and I didn't and and it was so funny because you know they were a fellow Prince fan and it was in Minneapolis and yeah he approached me and so and it was like oh you had a problem with something I said or something and I was like "Uh uh-huh but I learned a very important lesson because uh I realized we was adults and even though I may have took yeah. something wrong or whatever they said, or they may have took something wrong that I said, it was so stupid. And we just both sat there and laughed and was like, we're, <laughs> we're in this because we love Prince and we have a shared, you know, love for that. And that was so stupid because if I had really knew that person or they really knew me, I would have known like there was no ill will by what was said. And, you know, we ended up all going out to eat that night, you know? So that's why I'm really like, yeah, I'm not going to be, Getting crazy online with somebody, and I use my real name for a purpose because I just want people to understand that like, I'm not some name. I'm a real person, like so. I'm not gonna say nothing crazy to you because I wouldn't say nothing to you crazy in real life. So, but anyway, uh, mm-hmm.
1: get off of that. It was Josh Welton, wasn't it?
0: Hilarious. <laughs> 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 let Let me ask you. This is a, a one question I wanted to ask you guys. Um, being that now. And let me say this, I think that the podcasts all sort of changed after Prince passed, right? You know, I think sort of sometimes the tones are are different because, Mm. you know, he's not here. But I know now that people, you know, we're doing interviews and things of that nature. Has there ever been, have you ever come into a situation where it's like, man, I kind of was talking a little slick about this person in jest maybe before. And now I have the opportunity to, you know, maybe interact with this person. And, and possibly have them on the show. Have you ever had have you guys had any of those type of moments? You don't have to necessarily say it, who it was, but. You're talking Tony M, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think out of all of us, I'll say I'm the one who likes Tony M the most. So anytime we were reviewing like you know, Diamonds and Pearls or symbol album, there were more than a few comments from these other guys about Tony M and maybe the, the skill the quality of his rapping and i'm like no no it's great and then we interviewed him and everyone was like oh tony you're great <laughs> dick right <Ryan. laughs> just tell just say but it was then, dick right but <laughs> then but then i was the i was the one who brought up the point that not a lot of people liked him so it's Ooh. just weird how it came out
1: the captain mike <laughs> said we didn't have to mention names but <laughs> <laughs> snitch tony's,
2: tony's coming here soon and i'm going to see him it'll be good
1: yeah, shout out to Tony. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you know, when you said like the tone has changed and stuff on some shows, one of the one of the things that makes me, and this is one of the top three things probably that makes me the proudest of our show, um, is the fact that when I look at our show object as objectively as I can, even though, you know, we're in it, our show really hasn't changed its approach over the years so all the way up until april 2016 and afterwards uh, and you can hear it you can listen to it if you listen to every episode it doesn't really alter um i think by and large we have the same sort of approach and you know the the biggest evidence of that is after we met prince you listen to those shows i i don't know if he listened i mean we know he listened to to some of them but whether he listened to every second who knows but there are there are parts there are moments in those shows afterwards where we are not complimentary to certain things of his certain aspects of his music or things that Mm -hmm. he was releasing at the time Mm -hmm. and other times we're you know singing his praises so we we had this to answer your question mike we had this conversation uh offline as a podcast we very seriously and we said we've now met Prince. We've dealt with his management and with his people backstage. W- what's expected of us? Are we expected like to evolve and, alt- and toe the line and become different? And to cut a long story short, we decided that as long as we're online, we're gonna keep doing the thing that made us, you know, mm-hmm. made us great or made us popular or made us who we are. And uh, we haven't really altered that too much you know sometimes you adjust your opinion slightly because you want it to be as constructive as possible but at the same time you know a lot of podcasts popped up after he passed away and I think that's fantastic but at the same you know in that same sentence we feel like you know what you guys are doing and what we're doing hasn't really altered that much you know I've heard your show over the last year and a half and it's still the same show it's just that you're doing a lot more of it so props to you
0: yeah and i appreciate that i think what i was saying and i and i feel what you said on that i guess what i mean particularly would be and again you may not fall into this but more so it's um how do i articulate it almost very like uh always want to celebrate i mean i I assume you guys are always celebrating prince the show is a celebration of prince and unto itself i mean you love the Mm -hmm. music right um most of it well you know know what i mean like you know enough to actually turn record, you know this is a this is a hard job to do podcast not easy so you have to have passion for the music to want to talk about it um Mm. but in terms of like i don't know and maybe it's just me i I just feel like because i can listen back to some of my older shows and i'm like i still feel the same way but i almost feel like i don't know if i want to project that thought like I can say I'll, I'll self-evaluate myself. Sometimes I I might have been too critical, uh, to the point where it, I could see I, it might turn somebody off who just wants to love some Prince. Not to say you know what I mean. Not not a, not like it's like uh, I love every song he's ever done, but it's like well I'm still I'm here because I love Prince, right? Like you know you can kind of I don't know maybe sometimes I feel like we could we were going in sometimes in a good way. I don't know if I'm making any sense to you, but.
2: Yeah, I think you we, uh, you do get carried away sometimes. Like if one person starts off on a track and everyone's sort of maybe on the fence or don't love it. And if one person starts off hard, then it's pretty easy just to fall in with that and go, yeah, this is garbage. This is the worst thing ever. <laughs> and then, yeah, you listen back to that show from maybe five years ago and you're like, oh, that track's not that bad. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Except you, for you like purple I mean, and gold. You, 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 you probably can go back
2: couldn't. and re record the show, but
0: it is what it is now yeah yeah i mean aside from purple and gold or something you you know there's (laughs) no really going back on that but uh, (laughs) um but man anyway um (laughs) what what is like uh so guy you guys you guys interviewed prince i was like well what what else can you do but what are some of the uh things you you kind of going forward you guys would uh love to do with purple and excuse me purple and
1: gold (laughs) You just gotta stop thinking about that,
0: can you? <laughs> What are some of the next, uh, you know, on the horizon things that you would love to do with the Peach and Black?
1: Oh, well, show. Mike, we're going to do the Purple and Gold podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, the funniest thing about that is it's actually true. The next show that we've got coming out, like we did years ago, actually, we did yeah. a few shows about B-sides and covered, I don't know, 10, 12 of those or something. And we're going back because there's still so many B-sides and like one-off, you know, internet release tracks and stuff like that. So we're going to go back and review some stuff like that. So Purple and Gold is on that list. So, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh. What's that, Mark?
1: Get, Get
2: on, ready oh. for that show. Get on board, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> Song is hot, man. Um, oh, 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 let's let's jump into some other topics here while I have you guys here. Uh, so we, we talked about, you know, podcasting and all that good stuff. What I want to know, though, is Woody, I'm going to start with Captain. Captain, I'm going to fly you out to Paisley Park. I want you to go Not in, nice. <laughs> to, go in <laughs> to the vault and what? and I want you to choose a project that we can release audio. What would Captain pick?
2: Well, I'll just mention, I'll probably be at Iron Mountain.
0: Oh, oh this is, like, it, it, I'm just right. I'm but sorry. that's okay. <laughs> we flew it all back. The catalog that we brought it back, we, 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 we insulated <laughs> we the room and everything. Okay, so. in
2: the future, it's already back. <laughs> okay. <you> <laughs> um, I would probably go back to, oh, it's tough. Are we talking audio, uh, live or studio stuff?
0: Anything studio? you want. Anything. Your choice.
2: Okay, the, fir- the first thing I want is a soundboard release of an Act One show. That's probably at the top of my list. Mm. Um, but studio-wise, I'd probably go back to what I think most people agree was his creative peak, like, you know, 86 to 88, and maybe just either grab a release that was already sequenced and done or just grab a bunch of random tracks from those years and make a, like a double album out of that. Either way.
0: It'll okay. be good. All right. I'm digging that. Uh MC.
1: Right. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh I would probably skip all the studio stuff completely. And Ooh. well, actually, it depends on the on the question. It's like if I'm such a big fan of his live work, so I would probably go straight to the live bin and just check out all the, you know, like imagine being in there and just being able to watch and hear all of the shows that you never got to attend. Like to me, that's the, to me that's crazy. And and it's also in line with, I guess his legacy, his wider legacy because, and what he was all about because he, he played those shows. So you can't say, oh, he wouldn't want that release. Like he was on stage, he did that gig. Yes, he did want that release because <laughs> he performed it live. So I'm coming at it from a different angle, which is like, what do I like the most is live gigs and also what has already technically been released. He was there in the flesh. He performed those shows. I want to hear and see all the ones that I never got to attend, uh, especially, you know, in the 80s period. When I never saw any 80 gigs, you know, okay. live. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, player.
3: Uh, such a tough question, but I guess my favorite era is uh, the Love Sexy era. So um, I've always wanted to hear the original 1989 Rave album, mm. and Ooh, yeah. I, I really like that era, so I would like to hear the that original
0: album. All right. Big Sexy, what would you do? You know, I'm
4: a fan of the live shows myself. I like to get, in, get, into, their, get into the vaults or Iron Mountain or wherever we're going to put them and pull out the full 1987 New Year's Eve show with Miles Davis. Yeah. You know, I like to pull that out. I like to get a you know broadcast copy of the full Love Sexy thing, uh, the act one. Oh, and yeah. there's just so much material because he filmed everything. So I want to see what he's seeing. Now, some of that stuff has been leaked on, you know, partial video and whatnot but to see the actual, you know, masters that he's been watching to, you know, study from and check rehearsal performances or whatever, I would love to see that.
0: All right. If I had a choice to do an audio release, I would go in there and it would be an album. Uh, you know, I would take all of the songs that he did for other people that were really popular but I would release uh, Prince's version, like a full album yeah. of that. Like I would, you know, yeah, it sounds cool. I would get uh, first. I probably started off with like Get It Up uh, and like mm. some of the classic time stuff. But with Prince singing those songs, that that would be crazy to me. You know, uh, what's the song? Nothing Compares to You, Prince, uh, you know, Manic Monday or, you know, some of these big songs that you've heard before, but it would just be Prince's version of the song uh with with this tear, you forgot that one, sir Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <Dion>. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: what well, wasn't there a, wasn't there a Kenny Rogers one as well? Hey. Yeah, oh, hey, oh, throw them yeah. in there.
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah, it'd be just I don't know, it'd be like the the original Prince OG mixes or something, but it would be just all those songs. Yeah. But with Prince I think they would be a blast. So. Um all right. Yeah. Uh you know, I, I, depending obviously this hopefully will, hopefully this will still be listened to years from now but we are dealing with 2018 coming straight off of the Super Bowl so I gotta ask you guys this one you already know where I'm going a lot of people talking oh, yeah. about this but I'm curious I'm gonna get a round table here when we talk about the uh, Justin Timberlake and I apologize if you hear my daughter screaming but that's how we get down Um uh, <laughs> You mentioned Justin
1: Timberlake just like a second before that happened Yeah, see, there you go. The, the kids know, they already
0: know um, <laughs> But JT talk, I want to hear people's opinions of One, him doing his listening party At Paisley Park And two, what did you think about The performance With the tribute at the Super Bowl I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to go to Big Sexy first actually Sir, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this?
4: Well, you know, we all know that Prince wasn't about, you know, having the holograms and all that stuff. And I'm not a Justin Timberlake fan. I don't hate him. I don't like him. I just, you know, it doesn't resonate with me. So when I saw it, I thought what he did was respectfully done. And the only thing that I thought was he has just upstaged himself with imagery from Purple Rain because that's all people will be talking about. And that's what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, player, what you say? I, mm, I don't actually
3: have a problem with JT or um, what he did. I thought it was good. I I, I agree with um, Big Sexy. It was um, very respectful. The issue I've got with Justin Timberlake is like him being at the Super Bowl itself and not Janet. Like that whole thing where she's being blacklisted or whatever because in this era of the me too thing and like he did that thing in the Super Bowl with Janet and I just think like why why does he get like a second bite of the cherry and she's blackballed I mean for a Super Bowl that's in Minneapolis you've got like Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis and that musical lineage Uh. of Jackson would have been great to have her in it But that's just my thing. I don't really have a problem with the actual tribute. But I think like, you know, JT himself, he should,
0: yeah. (laughs) Do do you think that, uh, you know, going back to the Paisley Paisley Park listening party, any any thoughts on that itself or no?
3: Well, it's unusual because there's never been anything like that before where another artist has come into his palace, so to speak, and, and had an album launch. I think it's interesting it's um it it gives good exposure to paisley park and and all that but whether it's something that prince would have wanted i'm not too sure
0: all right captain what say you
2: oh okay well the paisley park thing i i don't have a problem with it i mean many years ago it was open as studios for anyone to come in and record when when it was available And now, obviously, the estate just wants money, so they're just renting it out as a space for whatever you want. And that's fine. They need money. they got to keep the place going. As for the Super Bowl thing, um, what he did, again, it was respectful. But the whole media thing that I heard about um, it being, you know, all the media was talking about this Prince fans backlash against JT. That was literally like about 10 people on Twitter. And the media, picked up on that. media picked up on that and then made, made it into this massive story, which was just total rubbish. That's just social media. It just amplifies the tiniest minority thing. And if the media, you know, they got nothing else to talk about that hour, they make it into a big story. So now there's a million stories about the Prince fan backlash against Justin Timberlake and it's just trash like i had no problem with what he did those same people who complained about it on twitter if justin did no mention of prince at all they'd still be complaining that how could you disrespect prince you were in minneapolis and you didn't even mention him he couldn't win in that situation i think it was just Hmm. uh, ridiculous he couldn't win no matter what he did so i think what he did was fine it wasn't technically a hologram it was a projection i guess onto a a sheet or something but It was fine. I had no problem with it. All right.
1: Uh, Rob. Uh, Okay. So listening party at Paisley Park. I think that's great. The place is all about music. And if you're a Justin Timberlake fan, you get to go to, you know, the musical mecca of Minneapolis and hear Justin's work. Why not? I think that's good. Uh, The second thing, you know, the Super Bowl performance itself, Justin Tim Blake's a performer, and he performed on the day with 500 other people around him. So mm. there you go. Um, the projection, I thought that was perfectly fine. I thought it was kind of classy in the sense that he didn't overdo it. it. It was very similar to what to the visual effect that Prince used in 2007 when he did his own Super Bowl performance. So I like that link. You know, you're in Minneapolis. Last time Prince did the Super Bowl, he also had that curtain kind of thing, curtain projection. So I thought that was I thought that was fine, and um, yeah, I agree with Captain. Like, there is no backlash, there is no story. People just make make things into, especially on the internet, uh, much bigger. Uh, not just much bigger; they just create. Yeah. Uh, whoever's pulling the strings cre- creates this. I don't even know what to call it. It's just.
2: I reckon there was like one journalist who didn't like justin timberlake and then he saw like three people on twitter react and he's like oh that's it this is my chance to get back at justin timberlake for that thing he said and then he made a story and then everyone else just repeated it and that was it
1: yeah so Hmm. i think that's just a waste of time and energy even thinking about it um that that aspect of it and that's it yeah i mean he did he did fine he's a performer and he performed that's that's basically all i can say
0: all right well i agree i think it is somewhat overblown but I will say this I, I have to stand on the other side first of all I don't have a problem with Justin Timberlake I, I'm not an anti-fan nor I'm a fan but I do respect the work and what it takes to be you know an artist and all that so I have to tip my hat to him for that I just think that and I want to be clear I'm not hating necessarily on him but I do think if i was justin timberlake i wouldn't have done it because i think for him it, it, to me you always got to have a. And, and he does you know I call it what you want he does black music you know he does r&b music right that's sort of like mm-hmm. he's always sort of gravitated even when he was with the other group he was that dude that was oh you know what he he wants to do r&b and he's good at it you know he uh can do that he can go down that lane and it can be uh legitimized like you don't necessarily have to question it you know whether or not it's because he goes and gets you know the top producers of the time you know Timberlake, pharrell their stuff is authentic so he's gonna win like in terms of the music and he can play he pulls it off you know he gets up there and does his thing not mad at that but i think you have to there's to me there's always a part of a respect of you know the lineage and, and how it plays out sometimes and I feel like not to say that you have to like bow down to you know oh well it's just it looks right for me to do it that way but I think he in particular has to fall back a little bit because going back to what you said about Janet that's really some bullshit that he would be allowed back to the Super Bowl and she seems to not be and she yeah. caught the hell for that. Agree. If you Agree. are really is that, if, is
1: that even a story though? Is that even like well, like
0: for a lot of Janet fans and and you know, I will say for a lot of uh R&B fans and stuff and black people, yeah, it is a story. Like that's it's just another one of those it's easy to throw that onto. See, here they go again. It's that type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Whether mm-hmm. it's true or not. But if you are, has
1: anyone go ahead? for the taking. (laughs) But I don't. So this is maybe me being the ignorant Australian. I'm not really keeping up with Janet. But is Janet was Janet Jackson billed to return to the Super Bowl? Was she like up for like is she up for a Super Bowl? Like was she up for? Was -hmm. that the thing? Or
0: oh, I have no idea. Uh, Again, for far as from what we can tell here, is she was blackballed from that. And, and from everything else,
1: but based on based on I, what I though?
4: gotta disagree with that. Okay. I, I don't think if black I don't think ball is the actual is the actual accurate term here uh, because there were so many things going on around the Super Bowl, and you know with Jimmy and Terry. If they had won her at one of their other functions, she could have been there. You no, know? no, no, no. She- you,
0: you're you're right, but I'm saying in terms of Justin, like I'm saying, if if you was like if we was in this like if we were podcasters, right? And we both podcast and print stuff. And I knew that something went down with Peach and Black and I was involved in it. And maybe behind the scenes, me and Peach and Black chopped it up and it was cool. But nobody else out there knew it. And, you know, I know how it would play to the community if something happened Mm -hmm. with me to go out and be able to do something and they couldn't. I personally just feel like just the camaraderie of us being artists or podcasters, I would be like, you know what? Either I'm going to extend the olive branch publicly to Peach and Black to let them be a part of this or at least to give them the opportunity to show to say no to me and that everyone can see that. So the respect has been shown. Yeah, I can respect you behind the scenes. We can all do that. But that but to show the, you know, the, the unity of it, I just feel like Justin in some way it would have been cool even if she like i said she said she didn't want to come on here now right but at least if he would have said something and maybe oh he did God. I didn't get but just publicly been I'm like yeah you know what shout out to Janet <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. and not and, and now some people would have took that oh is he being funny but you know what i mean just the, the same way he gave a shout to Prince i mean i would just feel like he would just as a again as and i this is my opinion as a guest of the musical genre that you're doing, you're mm. always supposed to, to me, you give up that respect. Is this, it'd be no different if it was a rap thing and if it was Eminem and something happened where, oh, uh, Dre can't come on because he said, after the police on on the same performance Eminem was on, but now we're going to have Eminem on the Grammy. No, you won't fall back and say, hey, I'm riding with, with the homie. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like Justin doesn't, he he, he kind of should have did that so for so when you have that kind of sitting on your plate and then you have even though they were going back and forth prince and justin prince ain't here no more so if it looked like yeah we have some funny you know we have some little tip for tat back and forth uh, again to me you would address that you know what I'm saying just to let everybody know yo if I'm up here, mm-hmm. we're all up here, and it's not, and it doesn't have to be perceived as some sort of favoritism thing, or I left them. No, we all in this because I'm again, I'm a guest. I respect this music. I gotta give it up for you know, Timberland for If they didn't, if they didn't co-sign me, I wouldn't be here to begin with. You know, keep it one thousand. It's the same way that Janet always yeah. gives it up to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, because the fact of the matter is, if they hadn't produced her shit we wouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's the same type of thing. Like you just have, to me, you gotta give it up. And so that's why I said, like I would Ethan. go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Well, let me finish. Let uh, me just, Ethan? I would think yeah. that I would have that in my mind if I was Justin, cause I, cause I know he's a fan of the music and of the culture. You you kinda sorta, you gotta make sure that you jump in front of it. And I'm speaking in terms of America, particularly in America where you know race matters apparently, and you and you and you the guy winning, in a predominantly black music thing, you supposed mm-hmm. to to jump in front of it and make sure that yeah you know what let me get in for this. it's the same way like a uh, uh, what's it my man from Seattle Malcolm Moore you know he had his song where he addressed it head on about his place in rap same with Eminem did that to me you just you kind of have to do that because of course all the opportunities is gonna always come to. The JTs and the Eminems and all of them first. That's just—it's not fair, but that's just the way it is. But that's a big call, man. Hey, man, <laughs> I just—that's just my opinion. <laughs> piece, you don't have to agree with, man. but but I saw anyway. Going back to JT, like I said, yeah, man, I uh, I respect what he do. I just felt like you know, if I was an artist, I would have took it that way and made sure that the fans and the people that we're out here performing for understand that. If I didn't give a damn about what you thought, and I was, you know, if I was in country music, and you know, I, I was the black dude in country, and I was killing it, and they had me in a country, I would always give it up first to yo. Let me make sure I shout out Garth and, and what's up, Oak Ridge Boys. You know, hey, we in this together. <laughs> we in this together. <laughs> you know, because I, I respect the fan base. I know it means something to y'all. So if I know I'm in R&B and all that, but I'm hitting. I know. I got. Hey, I got to shout. I was standing next to Janet Jackson. I'm the one who pulled the teddy out. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> exactly. You know what
5: I'm saying? Okay.
1: I'm, I mean, you know. I, I have to. I have to say, I'm at the opposite spectrum to you. Sure. But, but um, like, almost one eighty degrees. Is that opposite? I think that's opposite. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's opposite. if you're the North Pole, I'm the South Pole. So. I got you. I got you. To me, and the reason I say that is because, uh, if you think about it. I mean, m- maybe this shows my lack of musical education. I don't know. You tell me. But technically speaking, all popular forms of music in America are black music based, anyway. So for me, okay. I mean, that, all that'd that came be like from say, yeah. that'd be like that'd be like saying Tom Petty when he did it in 2008. I mean, bow, bow down to um, bow down to. Let me think. Who can I say? I don't know. Little Richard or someone. Chuck Berry. Bow down. Yeah, Chuck Berry. That's well. That's yeah, rock and roll. Or if it was like um, Delta Blues. Exactly. (laughs) So bow down to Chuck Berry. Or if it's like, you know, someone, someone more flamboyant, bow down to Little Richard. Or if you're playing, you know, Eric Clapton, bow down to Robert Johnson, which which he generally does anyway. But for me, it's it's always been a a little bit of a, a strange conversation especially hearing it on the other, you know, across the ocean, Mm -hmm. because I'm not in America. So I don't know what all that, what the temperature in the room is, what the vibe in the atmosphere. The politics of the game. The politics of it, right. But Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens, but purely from a, like, I like to think of myself as a music obsessive. And if I'm thinking about, about, you know, your comment around give it up for, everyone that came before you. I mean, you're not going to get through a song if you're going to do that and you're a white person playing music. You're going to have to be talking about <laughs> everyone. Like, you'll be, between bass notes, you'll be going, oh, uh, yeah, hit, you know, shout out yeah, to Yeah, but if Brown it's, a, if it's to- a
0: situation where that person gets slighted and you're moving forward, then yeah, you got to give mm-hmm. it up. Yeah, in, in just a general sense, I sort of agree with what you're saying, but we're talking a very specific, particular situation where we're still yeah. dealing with that and the fan base is dealing with that you know there's a reason why some people on twitter certain segment of twitter they get at justin timberlake they don't let him slide off of that you know what i'm saying it's not because it's just a yeah, made-up thing they do get at him you know and again i can understand your viewpoint that it and that's why i said earlier apparently in america race matters <laughs> it, you know, the way things are presented to us it may be presented a little different there you may be able to appreciate more of the of the cultural legacy of music where you can say what you just said to say, well, you'd have to go all the way back. I agree with you, but see here, everything gets sort of segregated. segregated. So even if you say music of today, like if I tried to come out and do rock music, they're not going to say I'm doing Chuck Berry. They're going to say, why are you trying to be like ACDC or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. look, they don't even know that. So it's totally presented different here. It's all, been such stripped mm. away from its base that it's only compared to probably what the last generation remembers, but not the original yeah. generation. So that's why. i That's say interesting. It
1: that way. That's interesting. That's like rock music is is white and rap and R and B is black. That's what it sounds like. Y- yeah, that's the way it is.
4: That's the way it is. Hmm. It is unfortunately, yeah. But,
1: but you know, and Jen Prince was the and
2: under-sold. Prince. Yeah.
5: You
2: know, I was gonna say and Prince did the crossover,
0: nineteen ninety nine, Purple Rain. Right, they see the fact that it's even called a crossover. Right, wouldn't he just be going back to yeah. his roots? You know, yeah, if exactly. I, if I used, you know what you just said earlier, right?
2: yeah, 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 like even the choice of them, of the Super Bowl people choosing Justin. Straight away, but, that's they should have known that's going to be controversial to certain people. They could have chosen anybody, they could have chosen Bruno Mars, they could have, yeah, anyone else. He does, but have, they an, chose he does have an album
0: coming out, right? He got an album coming out. I think Bruno's been on yeah. there twice already, right? Yeah, yeah, he yes. has, uh, which is crazy. He's not even been to, around that long, to, but he's already two done one, two. So. <laughs> and, and shout out <laughs> like to Bruno just by
2: choosing him here. They've known that it would been cause problems
1: for some people, especially after yeah, is, the is, situation us, before. Well, I don't think they do care, any of us really yeah. know how this works, though. Like, do I don't think anyone, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who even knows how extra. you like
2: get put up for consideration? Like, Well, you know, I
0: remember maybe they were a party. originally the report came out earlier in the year that they were trying to get Jay Z, but he refused, yeah. he, he backed out of it. You know, he said it was a political thing. He's standing by, you know, what was going on with the Take a knee and some other stuff. He wanted nothing to do with it. So mm-hmm. Justin wasn't the first choice, but I, I can understand why they <laughs> would pick him. He's got an album coming out. He is known and and you got to figure who else are we going to get that can draw an audience that ain't already been up on here, mm. you know? So, but again, I didn't watch it. I, I will say this. I haven't seen this performance, not because I have anything against him. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not an anti-fan of him. It's just that it's just not for me, uh, but shout out to Justin, but I don't really watch sports, so I'm not going to watch it. And I, and it, I, he ain't Prince or he ain't people that I listen to. So his performance is it's a subpar to me. Like, eh, It's probably just doing backing yeah. tracks, I would imagine. And I'm not into that. <laughs> so, so no shout to him. I just probably wouldn't have watched. Them. They would have had to have like a D'Angelo or somebody who I know really plays to get up there. And I'd be like, yeah, let me take my personal time to watch what they do.
1: Oh, oh, ACD. ACD. Oh, DC ACD. ACD. I, I, I would watch that.
0: <laughs> get, get Bruce Springsteen up there. Shit, I watch that. <laughs> they had him up there once. See? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey man, and in terms of the the listening party thing, uh, like I said, if I was Justin Timberlake, I'd be ecstatic for that. Right, I get to be in Paisley Park, yeah. and he had the Revolution up there, right? Yeah, but I think they, they played. played. Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to that. But also, I can understand there are people that hated that, and I can understand why they hate it. Uh, but, you know, hey, they got to keep the lights on. <laughs>
1: That's it. <laughs> and I just uh, find it interesting. Yeah. I find it interesting that people have such emotional, passionate emotional reactions in a negative sense to almost anything associated with. <laughs> prince's house or prince's name or prince's image it's like people think they own his his um his career his history his his legacy in many ways and i I know that some fans want to protect that and i get it but i think there's a, a time and a place for it and you really have to choose your battles i mean if you're going to start calling people out for every time you know the wrong shade of purple's used i think that's a little bit out of out
0: of, out of control here you go but again i don't know nah, i mean i i hear you i i but i but personally i i, I love it only because i love me some Prince stuff so if if the worst thing that has to happen is that prince ham uh, prince hams prince fans <laughs> go crazy over you know the mention of something they don't like I, i'm not mad at that because because i like some prints and i just know that people care now they may be off base sometimes but, uh, you know, hey, I'm somebody fighting for it. at least there's some sort of where they know like, hey, man, let's make sure we do this right because people are paying attention. At least people are paying attention because uh, some people, some yeah, artists, I mean, nobody cares. You know, I've got
2: no problem with people like standing up for, you know, in that way. But it seems a lot of the people who are doing it, they just go way too far and they mm. just look like like mental, they look crazy. mental patients.
0: Nice. I if they that. could
2: if they could somehow do it logically and not like only emotionally it'd be a lot more effective than just getting out there, like screaming stuff on twitter
4: you know I think, and I think a lot of that segment and i'm not trying to pull anybody's card here we go because on this panel we're, we're all legit but a lot of the people who are taking it the most personal are you know fairweather fans anyway you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of the cats who are saying things and whatnot well, don't know, you know, the catalog like we do. Thus, they don't know what he was about musically like we do. That's why really none of us had anything bad to say, you know, but people like, oh, it's Timberlake, ah! <laughs> <laughs> get a grip, you know. I'm, I'm going, going to,
2: to throw him. all his albums in the garbage. Exactly. It's like,
4: get a grip, jeez. It's
1: not yeah.
2: that big a deal. Yeah, like there were literally people saying that they were gonna like throw all their Justin Timberlake, any albums they had, they were gonna like throw them all in the rubbish. They were gonna
1: burn them. He oh, like, had yeah. like what two or three albums, albums already.
0: People, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't got no body of work. You know?
1: <laughs> but imagine, imagine you're Timberlake though. Imagine you are him. Put yourself in his shoes. Right, okay. you're about to go on one of the biggest stages in the world, and people are arguing over like so many aspects of your performance half of them are related to whether you're going to do something related to Prince or not I mean that would be a crazy position to to try and you know I don't know how you deal with that and it's like and then after hearing some of the other comments that we've spoken about it's like and then you got to get on stage and think about your musical legacy and maybe whether or not you know you need to shout out to some people and then what am I wearing I don't want to look too much like you know, this person. I've got to be dressed. What was he wearing, way.
2: by the way? Yeah, what the <laughs> hell?
1: <laughs> See, there you go. Here you go. <laughs> Who dressed him?
0: See,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was Bruno. It wasn't Bruno's crew, that's for sure. But <laughs> the thing is, um, I don't know. It sounds like I-, I must be out of the loop because there's a whole lot of. It becomes very, very uh, highly charged when when conversations go down the the path about culture and all that kind of stuff, which is which I. I think I have to probably school up on a little bit more to try and figure it out, but I'm just a bit afraid of it because it sounds like there's a whole lot of fighting and 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 not a whole lot of loving going on. So I've always been a little bit arm's length towards that. I'm just like, you know what, this beat's funky, so I'm going to listen to it. Or man, this music moves me, so I'm going to listen to it. Well, as opposed to right? Oh, you know what? Oh, this person Arguing shouldn't be doing this. the origins.
0: Yeah. They shouldn't but, be well, doing but, this. See, yeah. here's the thing, and that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's always been the the sort of the slays the the hate is that that shit is funky or you get out there and you kill it so there's no question for these sort of as it authentic or are you any good and i think that's kind of what's missing because you know you can go down the line you know to me like hauling notes uh michael mcdonald some of these cats ain't no question that shit is tight like just play the record that's- you know what I'm saying? Like when you when you hear certain songs that we used to rock, we didn't even know the, who that person looked like, but it was Bobby oh this, this this yeah Bobby, yeah that's a great example right? <laughs> it's good music in that particular genre that it's in. You never question it. It was it was dope. Or a person got up there and you you see Eminem, that motherfucker can rap. He raps his ass off. So there's no question about nothing. It's the shit. I just think that when you have some of these cats of today. It ain't all there musically, you know what I mean? And, and it, like, it's not like I—I look at—I know people. Wait, some people what you're trying
3: to say is some uh, people hate not in sync.
0: Well, Justin Timberlake is cool, <laughs> but it's not like—I mean, to me, my, this is me personally. I'm not taking any away from his fans, but if you were to take away the hype of him and the big, you know, corporate push, the music some of the music is all right to me. It's not like something I would buy otherwise. <laughs> it's just, I, you know, I don't, now that's just me. I don't know nobody really? who has his last Timberland couple
1: pro, But it's Timberland and Pharrell produced. The beats are tight as heck, right?
0: Uh, they, they are, are but again, the, the, the singing ain't as tight as heck, heck, to me. Like when you go see him live, they ain't got Jim Timberland and Justin up there. I mean, Timberland and Pharrell up there. So it's just like a, a watered down a representation of some funk that was laid on the studio. But it ain't really all there. Like, it's just like and this is my opinion. So it's just like, ah, eh, he's all right. I mean he's got a cool voice, but I wouldn't play this shit for myself. Like, I'm not playing this ten years later and yeah. still bumping. Yeah, man, Tim put on that jam. I'm getting sexy back. And <laughs> then Nah. That shit is corny. We don't wanna hear that. Pull on some real yeah, shit. Some people some people Man, would. Some people, have some done people
1: some crazy would. stuff to that music. I'm telling you right now.
0: I, I, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt about it. But it's just when
1: you hear the real
0: shit, you know. That's just my opinion. That's why I always argue for Bruno Mars's new stuff. Because you can just, I don't know, nobody. You just can't play some of them songs. Like, yo, this shit is the shit. Like, what is this? This this is like, oh he won. Oh, okay, he did his thing. You could be corny whatever. I was like, "Hey, I gotta give it up to the kid, man. It's just authentic. It sounds dope to me. Who did this? This is good. Don't care. There's no question. When I see a guy up there who does his stuff on stage, and it's just like, it's good. If it's good, it's good. You ain't gotta question it. Or I just don't think Timberland. To me, if I was Timberland, Timberland, Timberlake, I'd be like, you know me what? Too. I got the Super Bowl, man. I, ain't, I'm, I'm gonna do my shit, like. F the tributes All that I'm doing Justin Timberlake My shit gotta be on point So they don't even I want them When I walk off the stage They won't even Remember about no Prince It's the same way When Prince used to do his stuff He Back in the days Prince didn't mention Nah person's name But his own He only played His music He didn't He wasn't focused on Who was hitting at that day His He was the only star In this town And I just think that That's why I would've addressed it that way but that I mean you you got to be on point to do that you, you can't be on backing tracks you got to be like really playing you got to have a dope band you got to really be doing your thing you got to really be up there singing and i just think some of that stuff is missing today so when we see things are not in point you gonna say well, how, who dressed him or because you don't <laughs> because he didn't blow you away so you have to you can't help but look at the stuff that was lacking i'm just going all over the place so pardon me but <laughs> well and shout
2: that's out to Timber JT, goddamn it! Enough, Justin Timberlake. Uh, yeah, I know it's not even really worth all. It.
1: Hey, come on, Mike. We're supposed to talk about the Peach and Black podcast. What's going I'm on? I'm sorry, here? fellas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Timberlake Got me up for home. two hours? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we can. We'll come back and do the Timberlake show anytime you want.
0: There you go. Hey, <laughs> you can. We're bringing podcasts back.
1: <laughs> bad bad <laughs> joke.
0: <laughs> but uh anyway man but yeah we're here to talk about peach and black and prince of course and uh man is there anything else we can get into we got we got sidetracked into that
2: hate <laughs> <laughs> See, it's easy to get sucked in that's what i was saying
0: <laughs> shout out to the to the comment i know the youtube comment boy they gonna go in i love it y'all keep it going but uh wh- where else can we go gentlemen anything else we want to touch on before we get out of here
2: Let me just add one thing back to the meeting Prince story Yes, is I, because I had to fly from Sydney to LA and then I had to change in LA to go to New York. And I ended up on a red eye from LA to New York. And we got into New York at about 4am or something. Mm. When I got on that plane in LA at whatever time it was early morning, um, I walked through, because you walk through the past the, you know, first class or business class first, and I see this, I'll say, there was a black guy sitting there. And I'm like, I recognize that face. Where is he from? And I was sure, if you remember, there was an ad for, um, Old Spice. Remember that guy? who used to sit on a horse and he said, I'm on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> the Old Spice dude. <laughs> that guy. And I'm like, man, I'm sure that's him. I've got to, like, I've got to get like a photo with him man. or something. So when we got to New York, we got off and he, he, got, he was getting, waiting for his bags as well. And I just went up to him, and I'm like, "Oh man, could I get a picture with you?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." So I got a, I got a photo with him, and um, it's Coleman.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You you cut out. It's called what? It's Coleman. Coleman. Oh,
2: it's Coleman. MC. The guy.
0: Oh Coleman lord. That the old spice guy? Damn. <laughs> I realize that now. Hilarious.
2: <laughs> but that he had no that idea spice, who he was. <laughs> that Old Spice ad just came out and it was massive and i saw him and i'm like oh that's the guy wow. and um they all look so, cool yeah, i've got this photo of me in common <laughs> i knew someone was gonna say that. I knew someone <laughs> would say that so i've got this photo with me in common at the time i had no clue who he was i thought he was someone totally different Damn. and now he's like super huge <laughs> like back in 2010 he was he was big but he wasn't huge and now he's like winning grammys and he's doing all this stuff so that's cool all right man that was a classic again it all goes back to the you know the Sorry. ignorant Australians who just don't know anything that's
4: hey, fine I, I don't know one common song i know him for being an actor really oh yeah okay all
0: right well, shout out to uh like water for chocolate dope album yeah <laughs> all right well man i don't know if i can top that uh <laughs> i had to look up this and now i remember that the old spice, the old spice guy he did the shirt off and
4: i'm on a horse
0: okay look yeah. at
4: your man now yeah. look at me now back to your man now back to me yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. unfortunately your man isn't me <laughs> <laughs> that's the one.
0: uh, there you go ladies and gentlemen um <laughs> All right, uh, so yeah, so I was like, man, can we get into something else? And you, and you went into that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, let me just sort of ask some, one of these sort of obvious type of questions you always ask a Prince fan. <clears throat> but uh, and I want to hear from the Prince, peach and black guys. I mean, what's uh, some of the favorite albums or errors? Right, uh, Captain. Ah,
2: oh, first. Oh well, I. I'm a, I suppose, relatively new fan. Like I came on just around uh, like mid 92. So like, I'm pretty sure the first album I got was Diamonds and Pearls. Mm. So, you know, that the first album's always got a special place, but that whole era, like that MPG, like 92 through to like gold experience, 95, that's probably my favorite like era, but favorite album. It's, Probably symbol 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 album, I'd say. Okay. Love symbol.
0: Nice. Love to the nines. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, do you like Love to the Nines pre or post, Tony? <laughs> Let me stop.
2: <laughs> you know the version like some some fan made like edits of all the Tony M tracks with him cut out of them. And they're out there somewhere. If you you really don't like Tony M, you can find those. That's terrible. (laughs) I got to get that. That's a damn shame. I listened to it once and I'm like, this, this doesn't work. There's no Tony M, it's not the same, but some people like it. So, you know, there's different, it was different strokes for different folks. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They all like different stuff. That's fine.
0: No, I hear you. Um, uh, <laughs> MC. Hmm. Uh,
1: favorite, uh, what'd you say? Favorite era, favorite album? Yeah. Album. Okay, favorite album is probably The Gold Experience. Mm. Yeah. Favorite era. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say two. So uh, any anything between 93 and 96. Yeah. And also... <coughs> that wasn't my answer um, <laughs> I just got something stuck was, in my was throat was that the
2: connect pronunciation for the symbol was that what that what was
0: <laughs> some of that, that Sydney weed but go ahead
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man I'm just glad I haven't got the video on at the moment So, 93 to 96 anything in that time period uh, but really my favorite era is the Renato, Ronda, John Blackwell version of the MPG. Like basically anything wow. they played on in the studio, anytime they perform live, that, to me that's the just the funkiest and most musically, like they got the funk down, they've got the jazz down. They're the most, I think, musically dix, whatever the word is, the, the musical dexterity is just all time high. And yeah. I, I think musically you can't beat them. So
0: that's it. Uh oh! Somebody was Somebody had it. Somebody has some objection there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I just don't know about Renato. Renato's never been my favorite.
4: Mm. You know, so, he is a great musician, but I, I don't think he really fit in with what the Prince was trying to do. He was just a different style to me. Yeah.
0: Mm. Oh wait, wait. Like,
2: just technically, gotta... technically, he's an amazing player, but I just yeah. never. Thought he was like feeling the music he was there getting paid doing his job earning his money that was what he was paid to do but i never yep. got the impression that he loved being wow. there playing that music That's I just will me. Agree I to
1: disagree i'll tell you that
0: <laughs> just got an email from renato anyway. uh, interview cancelled <laughs> <laughs> uh player wants to come on the peach and black podcast yeah <laughs> well he says those bastards from peach and black ruined it for you Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pl- player what do you got to say
3: uh my top three would be i mentioned before love sexy um it's probably my favorite era uh followed by 1999 era because it's just that really sort of to minneapolis sound Yay. and and third would probably be Gold Experience Era. It's kind of like the Purple Rain of the 90s. Mm, wow.
0: Oh, you know, I, I, this is what I wanted to ask you guys because uh, it's not all the time that Prince can come to Australia and play. So I'm curious, how many times did you guys get to experience Prince live? Uh, Captain.
2: Ooh. I actually, if you just give me one second, I have a list right in front of <laughs> me. Oh, <shit. laughs> Because I wrote it down.
1: Yeah, I'll keep a spreadsheet as well.
2: And now I can't find <laughs> it, but that's okay. But I saw him. The first show I saw was 7th of June 2000 at, P- uh, at Northrop Auditorium in Minneapolis. It was the first celebration. Oh, okay. That was a cool show to go to because you had Bobby Z, Dr. Fink, and Brown Mark get up on stage with him. And that never happened again. So that was a cool show. Nice. I saw a One Night Alone show in Japan. Wow. I saw two musicology shows in, I went to Raleigh and Columbia, North and South Carolina. And then I didn't see him again till 2012 when he came to Australia. And then again, 2016 for the piano microphone shows. Wow. I think it was, tw- I think i 12 times all up.
0: So you, like, fly I mean, all just, over the just, world. You you, you got yours in.
2: Well, that. it's not like I w- I didn't go specifically to go to those shows, but I was always just around and, like, yeah, he was right. coming. And I'm like, oh, I can hang around here for another week and wait for the show. That's fine. But I never wait till you get to MC for him flying all over the world just to go <laughs> to see shows. <laughs> That's coming. Here we go.
0: It would have sounded a lot better if you said, yeah, you know, Mike, it ain't nothing but a thing, man. I I just get on there and go, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rolling like that. But I was trying to help you out. I Uh, wish. (laughs) uh, Player, man, how many times did you get to check out Prince?
3: I went to all the Australian, not every single Australian show, but every tour. I went to 92 Diamonds and Pearls. 2003 2012 and 2016 so it's about eight shows a lot i think okay um but yeah that's that's a story within itself though. <laughs> which we'll, good we'll do on my podcast
5: yeah
0: <laughs> and, and before i ask you this uh, mc i have to ask an ignorant old american man's question because uh, my you know the only real thing i know about australia is uh, one of your great exports, and I, I hope the guy actually was really from there because I, I feel stupid, no more stupid than I already oh. am. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's uh, where's Crocodile Dundee, man? Oh lord!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea. <laughs> lord! I don't think it's gonna happen.
2: I don't think it's gonna happen. The new movie. I don't think so. That was like <laughs> so
0: big to me as a child. Like I remember Crocodile Dundee is. I, I'm sorry. Well
2: he's st- like the 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 guy Paul Hogan is still around. He was actually oh. in that trailer that they played in the Super Bowl. Oh
0: okay, yeah, I heard about something about that.
2: Okay. I in didn't... that video. I but think um, he's in
0: LA like...
3: now.
2: Oh
0: what's well, see there you go. Yeah,
2: I think he's yeah, he's he's in America. He stays there. Oh, okay. But like they asked him about it and he's like, uh, oh, we've already done well, technically they done three, but the last one was garbage, so Never, he says no. <laughs> he said no. And I think he owns like some of the rights to it, so if he doesn't want to do it, it's probably not All gonna happen. Right. Okay. unless they throw enough money at him and he might agree. Shit,
0: he should do it, we'll man. I, I I remember he, he could he could they could bring his character into the Marvel cinematic universe or something like it could be. Yeah. I'll
2: I'll let him know. He's coming around tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I love that. Hello <laughs>
2: barbecue you. having a barbecue.
0: All right, I'm just being st- down. MC, man, what... Uh, or did I, I didn't ask you yet, did I? Or did I? I'm, I'm like, um, oh, we're talking about the live stuff. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to lose it. Go ahead. Uh, what
2: was it again? What <laughs> was your first... What was the oh, first was,
1: live show you saw? Yeah. Uh, so, t- t- first live show 2003 in Sydney. Uh-huh. And then since then, it was a bit of a crazy journey, as Captain alluded to. So I saw him in 2003, got my mind blown to smithereens, never quite recovered from that night. Like it was just the most intense experience. And then became a super, I was already a fan, but I became a super fan, you know, after you see your first live show. And then since then I've seen him about, I don't know, 25, upwards of 25, maybe close to 30 times. But six years, there was a six year gap between my first and second year show and that 6 years was painful every time there was a gig happening in in america or in canada or somewhere somewhere you know outside of australia it was just intense and um cuz i was always thinking why am i not in the audience right now and so in 2009 they announced the um uh, two shows in Mont- one night yeah. yeah two shows in one night montro concert in switzerland and so there's a famous story on our show where i literally flew out on Thursday night, I think, or Thursday afternoon, went there for two nights to Switzerland and then flew back to Sydney. So I literally, yeah, yeah, I I just went for that show and that was uh, just after MJ died, uh, had passed away. Mm. And I remember, I remember thinking, man, if, if it's like a little emotional thinking about it now, especially, you know, with, with, with Prince being gone. But I remember thinking, man, if, that happens to Prince. I'm going to be a mess. Uh, Like, like, this is just, I have to go. And that just happened to be the next show that he was performing. And I was like, I'm going, I don't care. I remember saying to my wife, I was like, I have to be in that audience because you never know when your time's your time, you know, you never know when it's up. And so I was like, I'm going to fly to Switzerland and back to make sure I'm there. And the other half of that story is because Montreux Jazz Festival puts out so much bloody content like video audio and visual recordings i always thought if i get there there's always a chance that maybe someone tapes it and then i'll have this souvenir for the rest of my life i'll show my kids and all this sort of stuff and that's kind of kind of what happened you know at least we know it's been recorded mm-hmm. let's say that so um yeah that was probably one of the best nights i've ever had and then piano I've got and a Mike question. In Australia. did you did you ever give it a dollar figure on what that trip that 3 day trip cost <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd rather not calculate it but it was it was pretty deep. I mean I was paying that trip off for a while. Uh and then I had saved just I paid it off and saved up just enough money to go overseas and see him again uh in Europe. But anyway, that's a long story. But the last show we all saw together as the Peach and Black podcast was uh Sydney Piano and Mike shows in oh, 2016 wow. and mm. Yeah, man. That was a, that was a trip that was really intense. Uh, it was intense on the night, and then, you know, a couple months later, it became mm-hmm. became um, really, really, s- s- really, really special and really solemn. So, yeah, beautiful.
0: Uh, now, just before we get out of here, just to jump out of just normal Prince talk a little, I, I'm just very interested. And again, I'm a dumb American, and, and I'm not. This is a real, real question though, like. I'm just curious because I've never been to Sydney, Australia. I've never been over there. But I'm curious, what do you guys, how do you guys view uh, America at, at this point? Like, what do you, what's your thoughts on America nowadays and stuff that you hear about? Or I'm very curious.
2: Well, who's going to go first?
0: Oh, uh, man. I'll go. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I think the number one word for me would be divided Mm. and like more now than ever whether it's black and white republican democrat there's just so much like hate to the other side whichever thing you're on if there's like no tolerance for people who don't agree with you it's just like i'm gonna ignore you i'm gonna block you you don't exist i'm gonna live in my bubble where everyone agrees with me and to me, that is just the most ridiculous way to live your life. So that's yeah, that's quickly. That's what I think. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Summary from Captain. Yeah. He's absolutely right too. All right. Yep. Oh, good. good. <laughs>
0: uh, MC, what's your <laughs> it's good what's good to know your, I'm uh, on the right track. <laughs> what's your uh, viewpoints?
1: Uh. I mean, I, I, I heard the question, but what specifically, like what... what...
0: Man, and, and I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, socially, but it could be, it could be entertainment, it could be just, what is your thoughts on America? You know, I mean, uh, not being I think from it, this country, but what do you think about
1: it? Well, I think it's the same it's always been from an outsider perspective. In, what, in one sense, it's, it's the same country it's always been, and it's just a different flavor of the month or the flavor's more intense at the moment. And it just goes through cycles. That's kind of Hmm. my outsider's perspective. And uh, I'm a big fan of a a person who also passed away in 2016, a singer-songwriter poet called Leonard Cohen. And uh, there's a great line in one of his songs where he sings about democracy and he sings about the US. And he says something like, America is the cradle of the best and of the worst. Uh-huh. Hmm. And I've always really um, honed in on that line because I think that's a great description. I feel like it is this really, really diverse amalgam of all that is good and in, in some ways all that is the best about humanity, but the opposite can also be true on any given day. And it's this really weird uh, dichotomy between you know, dark and light uh, positive and negative. And it's in a constant state of flux, mm. you know, kind of like the yin and the yang. It's, you mm. know, you never quite know what you're going to get on any given day. You could be king of the world. And on another day, you could be, you know, like really at the lowest depths of, of despair. And I find that really intriguing, but also kind of confusing as well. So I don't know. I, I my answer is, I don't know what to think, um, but I don't think it's America. I think it's humans. I think it's humanity, mm. and and America is just a label for that, for what's going on in that part of the world at the time. But I, I agree with Captain. If uh, you know, the more people talk about how different they are, that's a long that's a long conversation. I think so. Hopefully, mm. fingers crossed. And you know, I'm not particularly religious, but prayers out to people that they can, in the long term, see the light and figure out a way to get on a little better. I always think it's going to be crazy to some degree, but if you can just figure out a way, not just America, all of us, all people, if we can figure out a way to make it a little bit less uncomfortable, then that'll be a better, we'll be in a better place, but that's about it.
0: All right. Now, now player. I don't want to just throw the same question at you, but you're certainly welcome to answer that question. But my actual real question for you is, How'd you get the name Player?
3: <laughs> Players only. Player, player. Uh, it's it's not even exciting. It's just <laughs> when when I when I got internet in the nineties, I had to you know come up with like a username, and I was just listening to a lot of hip hop and stuff. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, I'll just use this name, and then like now I just so regret it. <laughs> just like I got. <laughs> what
0: hip-hop were you listening to i'm just curious
3: oh uh, just like everything east coast west coast um <clears throat> I, I just i was listening to everything and then just like no i can't I, now i just can't do it but like the, everyone i, I said i got to give up my name and everyone goes no we know you as as players so it's like okay i'm kind That's of it stuck
1: it. With that. <laughs> yeah. hey hey player you know you got to thank you got to give it up for janet jackson now you got to just here you got outside. Here you, yeah,
0: of course. <laughs> Love, Joe. <James. laughs> Who said that? Was that, that that Rob? Yeah, me and Rob <laughs> gonna get it. me and Rob <laughs> gonna have our own podcast. We're gonna go back and forth.
2: Now, player, you can change your name. <laughs> like MC has so, it evolved into this Rob S character. You can do the same. Change your name. Yeah. And I'll just keep calling you the same name anyway.
1: It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was like, I was like Michael. I was like sick of being this guy who like could get away with, you know, in a way like standing behind a curtain. So this is about as close as you can get to my name. So I'm happy with that. So.
0: <laughs> and, and and since we're here also, was, so we got a player and we have, this is the name everyone always asks me about, but, and I know the answer to this, but Mark. Yo. Gr- grown man to grown man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> big,
0: sexy, and sack. <laughs> what's, this, what's the story behind that, man?
4: Oh, man, that's very simple. Uh, and don't
0: tell me because you're big and
4: sexy. just speak <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Back in 99, uh, I was, you know, a big wrestling fan, still am. And there was a wrestler called himself Big Sexy Kevin Nash. I'm like, I like that. And so I said it at one of my uh softball games and it just stuck. You know, all of a sudden, where's big sexy? Where's sexy? Where's sexy? Where's sexy? And then it just that's just the name. And then when I, you know, met you, you're like, you you, you wanna you invite me to come on, and you said you need the name. I'm like, all right, big, sexy and suck. You're like, shit, okay. <laughs> Let's go. You're trying to put
0: that on me. I okay. got <laughs>
4: Yeah, so, that sounds like a great name. <laughs> <the> name <laughs> is just stuck. You know, I can, if I walk in any of the restaurants I go to or a lot of the courthouses, that's just the name. That's just the way it is. Wow. You know, my uh, mentor. Can I, make, can
2: I make a reservation for a big sex, please? <laughs> <plus? laughs>
4: you know, my, uh, my mentor calls me that. In fact, his um, lady friend, uh, Don, who uh, was sings who with the Brides of Frankenstein, they had a show a couple of months ago, and I was there. And she saw me, and from the stage, she's like, there's Big Sexy. I'm like, what's up, girl? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: how it is, man. <laughs> she got out talking to is that it. night, I'm sure, but no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> is it oh. too dangerous to ask
3: about the sack pot?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all wrong. That was just short for Sacramento, all right? <laughs> oh, right. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what uh, he very, says
5: Very well <laughs> <in there. laughs> Woo!
0: all right well with that said we'll leave it on a sack joke um, <laughs> I want to thank the peach and black for coming on man this was a this I had fun with this like this is this was good stuff man I really appreciate so you guys I'm coming on yeah man and uh, keep keep going man keep keep doing it man keep going on maybe one day and it's so what i love is you guys actually have met each other and hung out i have never met any no of way. these guys no i have not really really what uh, yeah it's kind of crazy. crazy very very crazy i don't know like, it's just so funny
2: met, but it's a very rare thing like we literally meet i think we've met four times now all four of us together like okay. you know, over nine years that's
1: yeah i think that's often. a secret it might be the secret to our success we try and uh, <laughs> never, never mate. Uh, it's uh, like Claire. All right, Claire. Fisher. Claire, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Claire Fisher. It's like the Claire Fisher Prince relationship.
0: Funny, funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I just love that you guys you know, are doing your thing. And uh, you know, uh, end of the day, man, we all love this music. We have a passion for it. And uh, you know, no matter where we live, we'll always be connected because of that. And I really respect what you guys do, man. So just shout out to you, man. Thanks for coming on.
1: Likewise, man. Likewise. Thank you. you. And then
0: where can people find the Peach and Black show online?
1: Okay, player, have you got something ready?
3: (laughs) Uh, You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter. I think it's Peach underscore and underscore Black. Uh, We're on Instagram, YouTube, or we have a mailing... You can reach us via email, which is peachandblackpodcastofficial at gmail.com.
0: All right. And I guess there was the one main question I forgot. I, I'm not a journalist. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> uh, how did you come up with the name Peach and Black?
4: Oh, come on, Mike.
0: Well, I mean, I know where it comes from, but why Why did you choose <laughs> oh, okay. that? I'm just curious. <laughs> well, we I originally about- did
2: have a fifth member who is um, not as white as us. Does. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But he's Jeez. never made it to the
1: show. So um well actually I was in those really early days, before I even invited people to, you know, come on the show on, on those underground Prince forums, I was looking for people to join me on this adventure, this podcasting adventure. I was just coming up with names and I had names like prince podcast and podcast juice and i was like no that ain't there gonna cut
0: go. it <laughs> <laughs> real sleek tongue i love my man i
1: mean <laughs> and no no but <laughs> seriously though uh, i had all these names and they were all really obvious prince references which i look back on now and i'm thinking man that was such a stupid idea to come up with a name of, for a podcast that only like 10 percent of prince's fan base will even recognize but the reality is that's the reason I was like, okay, I want to come up with something that's mysterious. And that like, if you listen to our show, you're like the hardcore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was a mistake. So there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was, and I was like, okay, peach and black, it's a line and you got the look. And so, and also the colors. I was like, we could play around with the colors and all this sort of stuff. You know, so They said,
2: written on there, wear peach and black.
1: Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah.
3: I think another aspect of it was that we were discussing was um, because Prince was very um, litigious. Litigious. mm, Yeah, that we had to find a name that he wouldn't come after us. and (laughs) You you can't trademark or you can't, you know, copyright a color um, or the name's peach and black. Like, he can't you know. Well, yeah. We so were like, that's... he
2: can't come after us for Peach and Blacks, surely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And you know what? The other thing we should mention, and we've mentioned this a couple of times with other people and stuff in the past, but uh, a really big shout out to everyone. You know, Mike, you talk about us all being part of the same community. And I guess part of that community is also Prince's people and Prince's fans. And so, you oh, know, sure. we we've been so fortunate over the years to um, <laughs> I hope I'm not jinxing anything, but you know, Prince never came after us. I mean, it would be kind of weird. It's hard to come after the people that you, you know, (laughs) like he invited us to, to, for a night on the town in New York. And that's like this big story that we've been living off ever since. So it's like, it was, (laughs) it was pretty obvious that he was into the show, which was good. And we always thought, you know, if Prince listens to the show and Prince met us and he's happy with us and his managers are, then... We're all cool, right? And I think the same goes, whether it was said or it wasn't said, the same goes for any other podcast, including yours, Michael, that was has been allowed to um, function and grow and all that sort of stuff because not everyone's been in that boat. There have been other people who have done other things over the years and they were let's say contacted or, or asked politely to to either remove content and stuff and as far as i'm aware you guys have never had to and neither have we and so that's really that's something i'm really really um grateful for because we know the man loved podcasts and he loved ours and and he was always you know he was always about people doing their own thing and i think we're two good examples of of podcasts that have been going what almost 10 years you guys have been going over 10 years i think so and we're like nine years so um, that's one of the things I'm proudest of. And it's great to finally, after almost a decade, great to finally have worlds collide between the, yeah. the Prince podcast and Peach and Black. It's crazy. Stars it's collide. crazy. Stars collide. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Andy.
0: Well, all right. Yeah, man. Well said. Uh, all right. We're about to get out of here. Big Sexy. Where can they find John on Lancer?
4: Uh, excuse me. Over at Twitter at WSE Mark, and at Facebook under my uh, civilian guise of Mark Wiggins. And uh, again, the countdown has begun for the new website. It's it's done. We're just editing content. That's all we're doing.
0: All right, Uh, Captain Sir, where can people find you online?
2: Oh, I'm mostly on Twitter, and it's just at Captain underscore says, "I just, what do I do? Cat videos? That's about it."
1: Wait a minute, Captain. Catfish videos? Okay. Wait a minute, Captain. You've got your own show. Come on, you got to shout that out. Oh, you do. Oh, I forgot. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah,
2: I occasionally <laughs> post links to a podcast that I do, which usually happens at once every few months. I've actually got one coming up with Player as my guest in the next maybe two weeks, so look out for that.
0: What is it about, If you man? join
2: my Twitter, you'll find out.
0: <laughs> Here you go. What's your podcast? I mean, what's the podcast about?
2: It's it's about whatever we talk about.
0: Oh, okay.
2: It's, I, when I started, I had no plan. I've done, I think, almost 20 shows now, Damn. and it's just whatever the guest comes on, whatever their thing is, that's what we'll talk about, and then just wherever it goes
0: okay interesting should do a show about comment <laughs>
5: Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: i'm sure i'm sure he's listening let's go
2: get your people contact me that's good
0: <laughs> uh mc where can they find you online sir
1: okay well they'll have to uh know me as my current official name rob s so it's twitter handle the Rob S which is T-H-E-R-O-B-E-S-S-E and uh, my show uh, we, we're all starting spin-off shows these days so my <laughs> podcast is called Obsessed by Music the Obsessed by Music podcast you can find it on iTunes and also at RobS.Lipsin.com. alright check that out nice nice uh, Mr.
0: Player I don't know why I say your name like that but <laughs> <laughs> the so player where can they find you sir
3: uh either instagram or twitter at dna player which is d-n-a-p-l-a-y-a
0: Ooh, well we we, we we uh sort of touched on that off the air but dna player is a whole other connotation to it but we're gonna leave that <laughs> alone and you can find that one on pornhub.com slash dna player <laughs> ladies and gentlemen definitely check us out the Prince Podcast you can always look at podcastjuice.net uh, we're on Facebook just look up uh, Prince Podcast Twitter Prince Podcast if you want to hit me direct on Twitter it's at Dean. and a shout out to all of our Patreon people thank you so much hey where would we be without you we'd still be here but we wouldn't be here smiling so thank you so much and uh, hey as I always say at the end of every show Work it like a job. We'll see you next time.